0: Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about weaknesses in the interviewing stage. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, is it okay to tell my interviewer my weaknesses during the interviewing phase? I used to work in a project where we were using a lot of outdated tools and I wanted to stress that I felt very uncomfortable using all these tools and I you know, wanted to move our tools strategy uh, our tooling to a more modern stack and i f- felt that it was really frustrating when nobody wanted to hear me out and i wanted to fix bugs but that did uh, uh, but that didn't work e- work either because taking making money was more important than fixing bugs it trusted. Uh, it was very frustrating to me and i feel like it i felt like they were trying to force me to do things in a way i didn't want to is it okay to, for me to talk about these things so the The sad fact here, my friend, is that I can't really answer this question for you at an individual level because I don't know what level of expectations you have on the work that you do. So I talk to a lot of idealistic developers. I even work with one right now who has a... He reminds reminds me of myself a few years back where I really did believe that all the people around me were just kind of old and stuck in the mud, and they didn't really... Like, I mean, they weren't really, really good at software development. They just didn't care anymore. And I felt that that enthusiasm that I could bring to the table and like push for things, maybe that was my role in this whole equation. And that's where I'm dealing with right now. And it feels like looking back at myself, and I realize, holy shit, I was off off the mark. um, Because the thing about being an idealistic person is that you get so caught up in idealism that you forget why you're in the company and once you become one of those p- very boring pragmatic people like I would like to believe that I have started becoming you will start to re- you would start to understand why this idealism will never hold I had a discussion the other day with my uh, one of my coworkers who were he was saying that he wanted to have more sponta- he wanted more spontaneous uh and creative uh, forums for our team members so that we could like, just shoot ideas and spawn ideas and just come up with new awesome stuff. And everybody in the team just kind of looked at him and asked, okay, well, what type of, what would you like? Should we have like a meeting or something? No, no, no. And then he kind of just laughed at us, chuckled and said, well, you can't schedule creativity. And so everybody just sat there and I voiced my, voiced my thought and I asked, so, you want to be more spontaneous and have cool ideas you but you don't have any right now at least because i would like to think that we are a very open forum because we are like in the team we are ve- like we are clo- we are very close uh you can literally whenever just post something to slack and he abru- interrupts me and says well uh, well slack <laughs> frederick <laughs> you can't like just have a like a really good go back and forth on an on instant messaging system and i keep my keep my cool and i just explain well dude uh, I'm not saying that you have to have a full-fledged conversation or a brainstorming session on Slack. I'm just saying that if somebody has an idea or some conversation that leads to an inspiration, you can post that and say, hey guys would you be interested in talking about this in some type of meeting? That was still not what he was looking for. He wanted a more free form thing and I said, alright, well then I can only surmise that like, if we can't have a meeting and it's not possible to do during like their everyday work then the only thing that remains is that we have lunch together or we do after works that's about it and finally i say th- i say th- i honest to god i still think that he didn't really know himself like i think he had more emotions than he had ideas because he could like we kind of just landed in that that's probably the closest thing to what he wants or maybe he just couldn't express it but what i want you to understand is that all of these ideas like all of this stuff is it's sure it it's inspiring to see somebody who has all of this energy and wants to do things. But if you don't possess the ability to understand what's going to lead to productive results and what's always going to be a, I'm not saying a waste, but it's going to be primarily a waste. Or if you don't know if you, how to sell your ideas or how to implement something, if you can't con- make something concrete enough that other people understand the value of what you, what you want to suggest, then it's never going to happen. And it's the same thing here. It's fine to be annoyed about not having uh, about having a lot of bugs and never being able to prioritize things as long as you keep a level head about the whole thing. So if you're talking to this interviewer it's perfectly fine if like, they, if they ask your weaknesses be transparent about it but remember how you communicate is a very important factor in how the whole thing comes off so being transparent about for example that you feel that's very it's very frustrating to never get to fix bugs or have working on a legacy system a legacy system like dude i can promise you that Hiring, interviewing person, HR person—they have most likely heard that a hundred thousand times at least, because it's the most common complaint that developers have when they move from one company to another. Like the system is shitty. Everybody has a shitty system. So saying that is absolutely fine, but commu- if you, you you really have to know yourself there. But if you are communicating, on the other hand, that you will cause a real fucking problem or like kick up a fuss. And not actually be diplomatic and understand that there's a give-in and a a taking, and that most of what you do when it comes to software development is to figure out the best possible solution given the current restrictions. If you don't understand how to be a diplomat in this scenario, that's not going to work in your favor. Nobody is going. I mean, um, with my specific coworker, that was the main concern. And I can see, I mean, I was completely right, and my CTO was completely right about the red flag, because he showed this as a red flag during the interviewing stage. He was, ex- and he still is, he is extremely passionate, but he's a complete idealist, and that's not gonna work. He's never, if you give him full, he will bankrupt the company. In like without without any problems, if he gets to do exactly as he wants, or he's going to frustrate, and he has already happened. It has happened a few times. We've already been put in a situation where a lot of other developers have actually been a little bit frustrated with uh, all the tension that gets um, built because he will simply not accept that his idealistic mindset isn't a good fit. Nobody like. uh, people are not buying into his ideas. And that's very frustrating when you have all these ideas. So what you have to learn is how to communicate and also at the same time learn that maybe not every single thing that you want is going to be perfect. Figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work because idealism, although it's great, needs to have a an application because otherwise it's just it, it, it's, it's, it doesn't have any value. So what I want you to take away from this is that you can absolutely talk about your weaknesses and frustrations and so forth in the interviewing stage. Ideally you want to keep things on a positive note but a lot of interviews will ask you what are your weaknesses and you can be transparent about this sort of stuff within reason of course. I mean don't don't go depressed or get depressed or stuff like that in the interviewing stage. Just be transparent about it and explain in a adult fashion, a mature professional way that you have a passion in this case for having a high quality system. It's something that you care deeply about and be transparent about that. That's not, not nothing weird, but also remember that you're going to have a really bad time in software engineering if you are... I, or if you are the sort of person who who just be, behaves like a seller, because I can promise you this you know Uncle Bob and Martin Fowler and all these guys that you see on the stage they are. that's the only place they can get any traction of most of those ideas in the real world most people don't do, copy paste exactly what they do or what they say, it's an idealistic proposition that they are making to you, and if you believe that anything that is not what Google's tech talks or like what, like all this stuff that they are going on about, if you believe that anything below that is bad, you're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna have a really bad time in software engineering, because most people are not fully adopting the cut, most cutting-edge, bleeding-edge ideas as they are. They adjust those ideas to something that's going to work for their specific situation and that is the pragmatic uh, the pragmatism of IT and that's something that's not going to go away ever have a great day